In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We worship what we understand, for we have peace with God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. My dear children, I bid you to hold that in your minds as I preach this sermon, that we worship what we understand, because we have peace with God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the midst of much confusion in the world, many restrictions placed by civil authorities to have a good caution in the spread of this coronavirus and the threat it poses, hold that in mind. Why are we here this morning? Because we worship what we understand, because we have peace with God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we might laud the generosity of our bishop, who is under much pressure and constraint to allow there to be public worship of the Lord God. For every time a validly ordained priest takes that unleavened wheat bread and that properly fermented grape wine, in obedience to the command of Christ says, this is my body and this is my blood, and then with reverence consumes those sacred species an infinite explosion of grace is sent throughout the world. And we worship what we know and are glad to be free to come and worship in spirit and truth. As a sidebar, it hardly seems like Lent when you have the beautiful voices of children leading your song as well. And we come with that great love for the Lord God, heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I wish to say that we make precautions of this out of likewise love for our neighbor. For love for our neighbor and love for God go together. They are the law and the prophets. And so, out of love for neighbor, I've instructed the staff to take particular precautions in cleaning down various services. Our church and office, when you came in this morning, are probably the most sanitary places in, in the entire state of Wisconsin. All the sacristans and staff members are rubbing things down and you might have seen we made hand sanitizer available at the entrances. We did make orders to have a little more um, stylish-looking sanitizers, but again, as you may know, if you happen to have a hoard of hand sanitizer or toilet paper, you could make untold monies these days. But again, we're, and why are we doing this? Because we're terrified? No, because we love. We worship because we love God. We do these things because we love our neighbor. I had a bizarre conversation with a friend of mine who's a priest in the Archdiocese of Chicago, who on Tuesday I talked to him and he said, oh, the Archbishop said we're supposed to all wash our hands before Mass. And I said, the, the rubrics of the Church has said a priest would wash his hands before Mass since at least 632, all right, so for over 1,400 years we had this figured out. What is wrong with you? People say, oh, Father Eric, you're a little bit obsessive-compulsive. No, I love my neighbor. I wash my hands diligently before Mass. I have a beautiful beard. It's fun to stroke my beard. You don't need, you know, lunch from two days ago on my hands before Mass. So I wash them because I love you. With charity towards neighbor. So again, we will obey all legitimate civil and all legitimate church authority. What I will not do is listen to the wackadoodles on the TV and the internet. Meaning, I will do what the Bishop of Madison asks us to do. That is what. I do not care what some priest pops off on, on his blog or website or Twitter. It doesn't matter. 
I will do what legitimate civil authority says to do. The talking heads are endless. If that's how you entertain yourself, fine, all right. But out of a great spirit of love for God and love for neighbor. Now, people have asked me, Father, why is all of this happening? And my answer is, I don't know. I am not a prophet. I don't know of any legitimate prophet. So again, if you wish to listen to the theories of the talking heads, feel free. I will not stop you. Why is this happening? I don't know. I know that Christ God is truly the prophet, the savior of the world, and all are bidden to hear his voice and obey his law in spirit and in truth. Now, and this is one of the rare times of my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. Am I shocked that this arose in a nation whose government is formally atheistic and has persecuted the church for decades and decades and decades? No, I am not surprised. And don't let anyone accuse me of being anti-Chinese. I had the great honor and privilege of being in the seminary with courageous Chinese Christians who were the grandchildren of people who were put into the gulags, who were the sons of people who were imprisoned for their faith, who went, were going to go back to a country where their lives were in mortal danger. As you may know, the People's Republic of China set up that dreadful thing called the Patriotic Church, as though there could be anything worse in the world than that to try to tell people, no, you can have consonance with these immoral things. And so there have been for centuries devout believers loyal to Christ in an underground church. So am I shocked that this arises in that place? I am not. Am I shocked that this arises in Italy, that blessed land where the apostles Peter and Paul shed their blood? where the keys to the kingdom were planted firmly with the vicars of Christ in the great and eternal city of Rome. Now there's something called the Holy See. The Holy See is the governmental organization of the Vatican, right? The Pope is the bishop, and he has a cathedral and people like any other bishop. The Vatican city-state is also an independent country, and that independent country's political organization is called the Holy See. So when, a year and a half ago, the Holy See reaches an arrangement with the People's Republic of China, which suppresses and tells all of the bishops of the, patri of the underground faithful church, you have to go away, and now the Chinese government will have a say in who becomes your bishop, and led to a direct betrayal of faithful believers, and that nation has persecuted the church more horribly than any time. So am I shocked that this arises in Italy worse than anywhere else? I am not. So if say, Father, can you believe X, Y, or Z? The answer is, yes, I can believe it. Has not throughout all the world our Western vanities been laid bare and open? My God, sports vanished in a heartbeat. And all the things that we can use to excuse our growth in the spiritual life. Oh, I can't come to Sunday Mass because of basketball or gymnastics or swim or whatever. Gone. Just, go. whoever thought March Madness would go away, right? Who loves March Madness more than I do? It's gone. The nation is in danger of grinding to a halt of something you can't even see. 
This vast empire of wealth we have built is under dire threat. And you know what the worst of it is? In order to make this better, what you have to do is go home and be with your family. Ah! <laughs> you know, Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta was asked, just to all the peoples of the world, Christians not, believers not, what would you give as one piece of advice they all could accept to foster peace in the world? And she said, well, to the whole world, I would say, go home and spend time with your family. Or if you're in that more dreadful place, go home and spend time with yourself. <laughs> this can be, what will happen? I don't know. I do not know. Obey all legitimate civil and church authorities. No, what ha no matter what happens, I will offer the Mass. Hopefully you have a place in your home that you can go and pray. If you don't, now's a great time to make one. All this will pass. It'll be over. Let's pray a lot. It's going to be easy to point the finger and wag. Let's pray a lot for those who have to make decisions. We are in that blessed space where we can armchair quarterback and criticize whatever we don't like. Let's pray for those who have to make hard decisions. They're going to be like Moses, right? From the beginning, Moses like, oh man, these people are ready to stone me. Why'd you do this to me? Right? Let's pray a lot for them. Have great peace in our hearts. Pay good attention to legitimate authority out of love for neighbor. And now, because this is probably one of the longest sermons I'll ever pre preach, I'll stop it. And we'll go to the altar and worship what we know in spirit and in truth, asking for the grace to be reminded of and to bear witness to the deep truth that we have peace with God through our Savior, Jesus Christ and therefore are most ready and happy to love our neighbor. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.